you this morning. Have your way in our midst, O Lord. We pray that we will not leave the same. We pray, O God, that you would do a new thing in our lives. Make us more like Jesus. By the end of this service, make us closer to Jesus. Draw us closer to Jesus. Make us more and more like our master and savior, Jesus Christ. May he reign in our lives and in our hearts more and more. And may he indeed be Lord of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 How many are blessed? So we're going to continue our message on strategies for prayer. Strategies for prayer. So we're going to continue our message on strategies for prayer. Hallelujah. Strategies for Looks like we have some technical difficulties. Hallelujah. Is it solved? We'll trust God that one day, very soon, they will get the. I mean, they will get everything sorted out so that we will not. Everything will be smooth. But still, it's working out little by little. Strategies for prayer. Hallelujah. Strategies for prayer. So we began to talk about the importance of prayer. Amen. Let's look at Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Daniel 6.10. It pleased Darius. Okay, so Daniel 6.10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Let's look at it in NLT. Only verse 10 we are looking at at this moment. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we began to talk about the fact that Daniel had principles of prayer that always work. Daniel's principles of prayer is that he prayed three times a day, no matter what. Even if it was going to cost him his life, he would always pray. Now, it shows that prayer is very, very important. Now, let's look at Mark chapter 1, verse 35. The Bible says in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, A great while before day, Jesus went to a solitary place and there prayed. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So it is good to have corporate prayer. Hallelujah. We have corporate prayer on Thursdays, every Thursday on Zoom. I want to encourage us to attend it every Thursday because you and I, God expects us to pray for at least an hour a day based on uh, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. The Bible says that Jesus 
when he was praying, before, when he was about to be betrayed, he went with his disciples, the 12 and many others, to the Garden of Gethsemane, especially the 12. Then he told the, the, the nine that, you know what, stay here. Myself, Peter, James, and John are going further. Then he told Peter, James, John, wait here whilst I pray. So you continue to pray whilst I pray. He prayed for one hour and then went to his apostles or disciples and said, why are you sleeping? Could you not wait or watch or pray with me for one hour? One hour. I mean, at least one hour. Then he went two more times and did the same thing. So if he did the same thing and said the same words, then it means that he prayed for one hour, one hour. So Jesus prayed three hours in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he expected the apostles to join him at least one hour. So I believe that God expects the average Christian, not the pastor, the average Christian to pray for at least one hour a day. Now, we all know that it's very difficult for Christians to pray for one hour, even 20 minutes a day. It's very difficult for a lot of Christians to pray for at least 20 minutes a day. But when you have things like the corporate prayer, which is on Thursdays, every Thursday on Zoom, it makes it easy for you to meet that one hour for God. At least one day, then you work on the other days. Hallelujah. But the reason I brought that is, nevertheless, there is still personal prayer, which will still be in uh, uh, Matthew, sorry, Mark 135. Is there's still personal prayer. When, when, when Moses went up to the mount to pray, he went alone. God told him, come to the mount, come alone. Come and have your quiet time alone. Come and pray or speak to me alone. And Jesus also, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a lonely, quiet, solitary place and there prayed. So it means that there is an, it's a very important to have the, the corporate prayer, but your personal prayer is extremely important also. Hallelujah. Your personal time with the Lord Look at this in NLT, verse 35. It's very, very important. So I want to encourage you and also those on, on Zoom and those watching online to make it a habit. The next morning, Jesus awoke long before daybreak and went out alone, alone, alone into the wilderness to pray. Hallelujah. Many people love corporate prayer, which is good. But your relationship with God, you need more than a corporate prayer. Hallelujah. You need the one and one with Jesus. How, how can you say you have a relationship with Jesus when you only speak to him in a crowd? Even though the crowd is important because it's required of us. When we, you, we have corporate prayer, miracles. You remember that the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 or in Acts that they were in the upper room with one accord. The Bible says when Peter was in jail, he was fasting in jail. Think about it. The Bible says that prayer was made without ceasing for Peter. And an angel came out to rescue Peter because of corporate prayer. When there is corporate prayer, it is powerful. That's where a lot of miracles are. Nevertheless, God requires us to have our personal time with the Lord. Very, very important. Look at Luke 6.12. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. 
and continued all night in prayer to God. That's, we are talking about the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, who created all things. He has to pray all night. Look at it in NLT. And this was because he was about to make a decision. But he, that's, that was his custom. His custom or his routine was to pray all night. One day soon after Jesus went to a mountain to pray, one day soon after, afterward, Jesus went to a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. Many of us should be able to have personal all night, because this was not a corporate, it wasn't with the apostles. Many of us should learn to have corporate all night prayer, where we lock ourselves in a room and we pray all night, so not corporate. Yeah, we, corporate is, we, we would, we, there will be many opportunities for that. But what I meant was that many of us should learn how to lock ourselves in our room to pray all night to God. No interaction. Just have some snacks or food, whatever. Go to the fridge, eat. If you have to use the restroom, you have to bath, do everything you need to do whilst praying. It's very important. Because when you have a loved one, you want to spend time with the loved one, ain't it? When you have someone you love and you are in love with, you always want to spend time with the person. But Jesus, if we say, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, yes, with my Jesus, I'm in love, I'm falling in love with my Lord. Is that it? Good. So, if that is the case, then we got to spend time with the master. Getting to know him, getting to hear from him, getting to hear his voice, getting to get him to hear our voice. Look at John 10, 27. My sheep, Jesus was saying, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Next verse, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man come, is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one, Jesus said. But the key is that my sheep hear my voice. So the true sheep of Mashiach hear his voice. How does, do we hear his voice? Through his word and his inner witness that confirms the word. Does that make sense? So through his word, and then he speaks to our hearts and directs us based on what we know in the word, meaning that he will not tell us to do anything that the Bible doesn't say we should do. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. How can I know someone unless they speak to me? Oh, I'm preaching here. How can I know Emma unless Emma speaks to me? If Emma doesn't speak to me and I only speak to her, I will not know her in a certain way. She will know me in a way, but I don't know her. But my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. That this is what some of the people used to say, once saved, forever saved. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. No one can take them out of my hand. But the question is, can we leave his hand? No one can take you out, but can you leave? Verse 29. 
My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Then Jesus establishes his deity by saying, I and my father are one. In essence, one in mind, one in thought, one in everything. I and my father are one. What's the next verse? Then the Jews took stones to stone him. Why did they take stones to stone him? Because he was they said he was blaspheming because he being a man is making himself equal with God. Jesus answered them, many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you, you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and, that, and because that thou being a man makest thyself God. How? By saying, I and my father are one. But it was true, and it is true. Jesus and his father. And Jesus said, my father is the one you say who is your God. And yes, he is your God. But you defy him, blah, blah, blah. He goes on. Hallelujah. So we, it's very important for God to know our voice. It's very important. If he doesn't know our voice, it's, it's not good. That's why even if I'm very sleepy and I'm tired. Can we have the fans, please? I'm very sleepy and very tired. I will say to myself, I'm going to make sure that I pray. Because before I sleep, isn't it similar when you, 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 you have a, 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 a beloved spouse, whatever, don't you want to make sure you speak to them before you sleep? No? You don't want to speak to them before you sleep? Yeah. In the same way, I cannot sleep without talking to my Lord. My, 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 um, uh, my, my bridegroom. I cannot sleep without speaking to my bridegroom. But we are the bride of Christ. Right? Yeah. And he's the bridegroom. He's the master. Amen. So I cannot. I have to speak to him. I need to tell him something. But I, I know he loves me so much and he died for me. He sacrificed for me. And 10 minutes is not going to be satisfactory. Just like in our current time, 10 minutes is not going to be acceptable. Some people will be furious. You only call me for 10 minutes and you're rushing off the phone. Don't shut me down preaching good here. Is that true? <laughs> Hallelujah. I and my father are one. Amen. Then we read for, about the Garden of Gethsemane. You can find that in Matthew 26, 36 to 46. Amen. Praise God. And it goes on. Amen. Okay. So now we began to talk about the principles Daniel used for prayer. Number one, prayer is very important. Very important. If there is something that will take your time from prayer, it is not worth it. I told God, God, please, if my, even my serving you and my activity in church and in the things of God and my work, anything is taking my time from you, let me make sure I stop it. Because it is not worth it. I need to sort it out or end it. Because at the end of the day, whatever I'm trying to do that is taking me away from God, God cannot, if God gives you a blessing, God expects you to deal with the blessing wisely. What do I mean by that? If God gives you and I a blessing, God expects you and I to make sure that the blessing doesn't take us away from him. The Bible says that David was promoted and David behaved himself wisely by continuing to do what he did to, make him, to get him the promotion. 
as soon as he was promoted, he behaved himself even more wisely and he was promoted even more. So you and I, to behave ourselves wisely, do not let any situation, any relationship, whatever it is, take us away from God. Some people will have uh, maybe friends. If you realize that friends, you're always spending time chatting with friends and that time is taking you away from God. Tell them that, you know what? If I are you, I'll spend the time praying. But if you are not, I got to spend my time praying and, and, and speaking to God and, and hearing from God. So I'm blocking this time. If you call me at this time, you will not get me. I have a do not disturb sign. I, 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 God is worth me giving an hour to him. God is worth it. Romans 8.31, if he who, the one who did not spare his own son, Continue. If he that spared, verse 32, he that spared not his own son, if he could not spare his son, but he could give his son to you and I freely, why would he not with his son freely give us all things? Now someone will say, but you are a pastor, so you have time. Nope. Not wrong move. Because I'm working also. Different, I have so many different things I'm doing. Many, many things I'm doing. Different things. But I still have to find the time. I can't tell God that oh, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm, I'm very busy. I'm so busy. So you have to understand, you know, life in America. No, 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 no. Daniel was busier than you and I. I said Daniel was busier than you and I. He had the, the, the Babylonian empire to, to, to govern. And then he had the Medio Persian empire, which included Babylon to uh, 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 control or to, to, to rule. So he was a very busy man. Number two, no one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. I think we talked about that. If, if God has blessed you and I, and we feel that, wow, this blessing is so big. This blessing is so great. Wow, God has blessed me. Wow. I'm earning three times my salary. What I was earning before was pretty good, but I'm earning three times my salary or four times my salary. So I've arrived. No, if you're earning four times your salary, then what about what God is going to do next? Maybe he will give you and I ten times our salary. Maybe hundred times our salary. So what he has begun should not cause us to stop, but rather to see that, wow, if God could do this, what else is God planning to do? Am I saying something to somebody? Very, very important. So prayer is something that is so important that you and I should not make the mistake of thinking that God has blessed us. Now, there's a movie I want to encourage us to watch. It's been ages since I've watched Nigerian movies, but some of them are very good. But this movie, Bless Me. How many have seen it? Bless Me. It's a must-watch, if you can. How many, have you seen it? Bless me. Or oh, I've mentioned it so many times in the past. You've not seen it. You have. You have. I didn't hear you. But you have. Just, yeah, good. Bless me. I'll give you a history. I don't like hearing about movies before I watch them. But this one, because it's going to give you a, a, a spiritual whatever, I'll, I'll tell you about the movie, a bit about it. Now, this, this was a man who was in church. He 
opened the church and closed the church. Faithful man. When you take the broom from him, when, when, when I was a new convert and I was in the Lord for some time, anything you want me to do, so long as you don't take the broom from me to sweep the front of the church, I'm okay. My shepherd will tell me that, oh, you know what, uh, or, or my leader or what, um, will tell me that, you know what, I want you to be an usher. I said, I can be an usher, but I have to continue to sweep. The sweeping there, you can't take it. Now, this man was at another level, 100 times more. He opened the church, swept the church, left the church at the end, but he was a poor man. He served anytime he got a job, and that job will prevent him from going to church. I'll tell him, I mean, the, 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 uh, he would not take the job. There are some people who are so wild. There was a guy who we, had, we used to have Sunday service, Wednesday, Tuesday service, and every other Friday service. This guy, when there's a job that is offering him uh, 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 most days off, but the, uh, and you miss the half night, he won't take the job. So I told him that this one, please, take, take the job, take the job, come on, take it. He was so zealous. Sometimes the zealous people need that direction. Take the job. And then when you take the job, you trust God to be able to do what you want to do. But this guy, he will cancel any job. Until one day, he kept on crying to God. God, bless me. Bless me. Why is it that unbelievers are getting... I mean, look at... He, he had a, sh a shop. Nobody was buying. Look at this unbeliever right here. Look at the Mercedes he's driving. Look at the nice cars they are driving. And yet, I'm serving you. I'm, start, I'm, I'm, I'm in the church early and in the church late. And you will not bless me. So he got angry with God. Because he saw so many unbelievers driving nice cars. And he got drunk one day and told God that you don't love me. I mean, he just opened, he just talked anyhow. So God said, okay. I'll bless you. How did God bless him? A few days later, his pastor called and said, you know what? This man, he's a contractor. He's looking for someone who will handle the business in Nigeria. So talk to him. Before he realized, he started making money. He started doing very well. Then, pastor, where is John Jackson? Nowhere to be found. When the pastor meets him and says, oh, but you, you, are, you, are, you are always in church. Now, you do, you, we don't see you. It's been six months. We don't see you. Oh, pastor, you know, we've got business. We've got to do what we've got to do. Blah, blah. Church was over. Then he started going into different things until he realized that he needed power. He wasn't getting the power because he wasn't going to church. So he needed extra power. So he started to go into the occult. By the time the movie ended, he was in a wheelchair. Foaming in the mouth. That's how the movie ended. Bless me. It shows that certain people, when God blesses them with what they are looking for, they turn their eyes from God. They turn away from God. That's why God said, children of Israel, when you go to the promised land, remember the Lord your God. He said it in Deuteronomy and in the scriptures. You hear, you see, remember, do not forget, do not forget. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to obtain wealth. That he may establish his covenant with his, your fathers, which he swore. Hallelujah. Remember that it is the Lord your God. It is he that giveth thee the power to obtain wealth. He always kept saying that, remember, beware. 
Deuteronomy 8, 11, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments, and it goes on. So it means that many times when people, I'm, of course, I've been a pastor, not forever, but I've been a pastor for some time. When people get blessed sometimes, then the blessing sometimes makes them busy and takes them away from God. But I always try to say to myself, for me, God, I'll always, I, I, not that I'll leave it, but I'll, I'll not allow the blessing. If there, there, there's a, something I need to do or I need to pray, or I need to go to church, and I realize that there is something taking me away, I'll not, I, 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 I'll not accept it. There were certain meetings that I needed to have compulsory, which were going to take me away from certain programs. I didn't do, I, I never attended them until they were conducive. And then I got rewards, I got awards at the same time. because. And when they were getting, letting people go because of the recession, anytime my boss would say, okay, there's a meeting, we are calling for a meeting, emergency meeting. This person's let go. This person's let go. I was always saying, whatever happens, God will take care of me. No one ever, I've, it's, I've always been the one who's left places, and no one has ever taken me out by the grace of God. <clears throat> because I tell God that as for me, <clears throat> let God be true and every man a liar. I'll make sure that my time with the Lord, my prayer, my, my, my devotion with God will never be removed. Anything that takes, because. Prayer is the source of our power and our protection. So whatever is my source of power and protection, how can I neglect it? If it was through prayer and commitment to God that God blessed me, how can I remove, how, how can I reduce that? <clears throat> I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. That's a principle I've always had, and by the grace of God, I don't expect to leave that principle. Number four. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. Oh, sorry. If I, uh, I think, no. What, what was that? I was, this, the next one is prayer is the source of our power and protection. Have I talked about that already? I'll just touch on that. Yes, prayer is the source of our power. Prayer is what protects us. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. And you see that Daniel... When he was faced with death, being thrown into the lions, then Daniel said to himself that me, if it is God who took me from being a captive of Judah and made me second in command to Nebuchadnezzar, the fierce and strong king, and God was able to cause Cyrus or, or, or Dyrus, Dyrus the Persian, to overthrow this empire and make me second in command. And it is because I am innocent towards God and my prayer life is intact. I will not allow this uh, uh, writing or this decree. Go to Daniel 6.10. This decree that I shouldn't pray to any other God except the king. I will not allow it to affect me. So when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, the law that says that you cannot pray or ask a petition from anyone or any God except the king. When Daniel learned that it was signed, Daniel said that, I'm going to continue to do what I did that made me blessed. I'm going to do what I, I did that caused me to be protected. I'm going to continue to do it no matter what. And Daniel, when he saw it was signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed 
three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. And God delivered him. And as he was being thrown into the lion's den, there are examples. When there are some people, when they, you see the lion's den, like those who betrayed, who, who uh, 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 accused him falsely, they tried to find fault with Daniel and they couldn't. So they accused him in a way by setting, they set him up. When they were going to be thrown into the lion's den, they were all crying, screaming. But Daniel, I know the God I've saved. I know the God that my God will be able to deliver me. I know it. So as he was going into the lion's den, he was going confidently. Yes, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. He was put in the lion's den and relaxed. Because he knew that my God whom I serve continually, he is able to deliver me from the lion's den or the paw of the lion. Yes. Then Daniel 6.14, then the king, when he learned, if I go to verse 12, then they came near and spake before the king concerning Daniel's, the king's decree. Has thou not signed the decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or any man within 30 days, save thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? These were the enemies. The king answered and said, the thing is true according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altered not. Even those days, these unbelievers, once they sign something, they can't change it. That's why Herod, once he gave the oath to Herodias' daughter, he gave the oath. He could not, he had to behead John the Baptist. Because he said, give me, I'll give you anything apart from half my kingdom. Just tell me what you want. But because his wife was angry with John the Baptist because she told him that, look, you have taken your brother's wife. And it is a bad thing. She had something against John the Baptist. So she asked for the head of John the Baptist. And the king said, oh, come on, please, don't do this to me. She said, this is what I want. So he had to do it. In the same way, the king did not want that. The king was Daniel's friend. But the king had to follow the instruction. Christians, let's be true to our word. Oh, am I saying something? If an unbeliever was, is true to his word, let's also be true to our word. Then the king, when he heard these words, was so, so displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. But there's no deliverance. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and the Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establishes may be changed. So, too bad. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Even a king, an unbeliever king, Persian, the Persian. In those, the, uh, the Muslim religion just came about in the 600 AD, 600, 600 years after Christ. Hallelujah. In those days, it was not Muslim. It was another religion, different religions that, that were there. And the king was serving other idols or whatever. And said that your God, whom you serve continually, because I'm sure Daniel has told him about his God. Anyone who is with God will tell somebody else about his God. Or should. Next verse. I don't know if I'm speaking something to somebody. And the stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. 
and the king, okay, let's go back to verse 16, I think. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Okay, good. And then the king said, your God will deliver you. Verse 17. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet. And with, his, with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. So he tried. Let's figure out, is there a way to deliver Daniel? Then the people who set him up said, look, you know that it cannot be changed. Next. Okay, good. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. He couldn't sleep. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice. This is the Persian Darius, great Darius the king, the Persian. In history, he was a mighty man. Hallelujah. Lamentable voice, and Daniel... And the king spake and said oh, to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Wow. You see, the king was tricked. It's like, wow, king, you are great. This, this, the, 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 those who, this, who tried to trick Daniel. King, you are great. You are awesome. That's why flattery, God hates flattery. King, you are so great. You are so awesome. You know what? You are so wise. So you know what? Let's make a law that no one should ask any petition of any friend, anyone, including any God, except for you because you are wise, oh king. Then the king will say, oh yes, that's true. Do it. Without thinking that it was to set Daniel up. But let's continue. Verse 24. Because the king will eventually see what they did. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, their wives, and the lions had the mastery over them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. So before they hit the bottom of the den, the lions ate them up before they could touch the floor, because they were hungry. So it shows that God sent the angel to shut the mouth of the lion. And of course, an angel can shut the mouth of a lion if an angel can stand in the sun. I mean, stand in the sun and speak. This hot sun. Wow. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. So in the same way, God would deliver you and I. I remember there's a lady I know who woke up. When you wake up, at night, you don't know why you are awake. Take it that God is trying to do something or deliver or help you or someone you love. Don't just find, force yourself to sleep. You wake up at night, you don't know why you woke up. Okay, let me watch a movie or let me sleep or let me call a loved one. No, pray. There's a lady who woke up all of a sudden, new, not too, new, new convert in a way. And she didn't understand why she woke up. 
So she started to pray in tongues. As she began to pray in tongues, Sabalo, Shadaram, Makara, Banana, Banana, and then she fell asleep. So let's take it that it was around 2 a.m. that she started praying in tongues. The next day, her mother called her and said that she was involved in such a terrible accident that she should have been, she, she should have died. It was a miracle. It, she doesn't, no one who was there understands how she survived. And it was around 2 a.m., the time she was praying. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Prayer is our source of power and protection. Prayer, it prevents accidents. It prevents so many evils. That's why you see, life is, a com is very complex because God doesn't just use one thing to bless or to, dis or, or to disapprove. There are so many things. So many things, like a matrix, different uh, rows and columns. Diff so many things God uses to decide to do stuff for us. What am I saying? Once our love for God is sure, and we are people of the word and prayer, that's it. Of course, with faith, we are guaranteed. Love God, love your neighbor, one. Prayer, the word, two. I'm not talking about in sequence, just two. Three, faith. You're finished. What you want, you get. Because doing those ones will cause devotion to God and you'll be praying. You'll, be, you, you'll love God. You will have faith. And the Bible makes it clear in Romans 10, 17, how to get faith. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you are looking for faith for finances, read scriptures, read the rhema on finances. When you are looking for faith on healing, read the rhema on healing. When I say rhema, the word of God, the specific word on healing. When you are looking for, for, for whatever you are looking for faith for, find scriptures backing what you are believing God for, and you have a solid foundation for faith. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. I don't know that those online are hearing me too. Amen. Very good. Next. Okay, Ephesians 6.13, before we continue. We should also remember that these are very important because of who we are fighting. Sorry, Ephesians 2. Uh, sorry, Ephesians 6.13. Yeah, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that he may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now, what is the evil day? The Bible is saying we must take the whole armor of God so that we'll be able to withstand in the evil day. The evil day could be a day of sickness, a day of trouble, a day of things that you don't want. Even the COVID-19 pandemic, that time was a day of the evil day. But when you have the armor of God on, you'll be able to withstand in the evil day. Hallelujah. And the whole armor is sealed in verse 18 by prayer. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all. Some people say, for my family members, 
No. For all, some people will say for my loved ones, for all saints, which includes my family members and my loved ones. The Bible says, you look at Job 42.10. And the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, and the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I say the Lord is turning someone's captivity around. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. He turned it around when Job prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Because of prayer. Because of prayer. So it's very important that we are people who pray. I don't know if you are getting what I'm talking about. Let's, let's, let, you see, anytime we hear the word, let's, after that, pray. God, please. I've heard this word and you've told, you, I know now that I need to be a person who prays. Lord, give me the grace to pray. Anything I don't have the grace for, I pray for it. Anything I cannot do, I pray for it. Because God, I, you know, your word says it clear. I can't do it by myself. You are the one who has to help me. You, you have to help me. Otherwise, I'm helpless in it. So, Lord, help me to pray. Help me to do what I need to do. Look at Philippians 2.13. I hope I get it right this time. I'm always getting it wrong. Good. Philippians 2.13. I'm always mixing it with 14. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God. who glory. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. There's a lady I was encouraging to do what she could. Just do something she could, which was good. Do it. God will be happy. She said, Pastor David, I am willing. I want to, but I am not able. Then I told her, look at Philippians 2.13. It is God who gives us the, uh, uh, it is God who works in us both to will. So he has given you the grace to will and to do. So it means that now God, God has given you the grace to will. Now pray that God will give you the grace to do. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. And he will. Because God, remember that he's left his Holy Spirit here on, with us on earth. Why has he left his Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it is expedient that I go away. If I do not go away, I cannot bring the comforter, the counselor, the helper. When I go away, I'll be able to bring him to you because it is expedient. It is crucial. It is necessary that the Holy Spirit comes. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, he is not only going to guide you into all truth and, and, and so many things, but he's going to be your helper. He's going to be your strengthener. He's going to cause you to do what you could not do with the help of God. Well, he's God. But he's going to help you to do what you need to do for Jesus. He's going to turn us to Jesus. The, the, Jesus said, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak. He shall speak of me. He shall glorify me. He will not speak of himself. So it means that when the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit is not going to be talking about himself. He's going to be talking about Jesus. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's pointing us to Jesus. That's why when I'm listening on Christian television, I hear everything, who anointing, who anointing, who is spirit, spirit, one, okay, I hear it, one, okay. Two, I don't hear Jesus, then I switch, I don't have time for this. Because the anointing who, who is spirit, who is spirit, is to turn us to Jesus. 
Look at John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. Verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. 15. All things that the Father hath are mine, and it goes, uh, are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and show, shall show it unto you. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, he is going to guide us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit, he is going to help us to pray. The Holy Spirit, he is going to help us to read the word. Anytime I'm reading the Bible and having my quiet time, I tell God, God, I pray for your Holy Spirit. I, <clears throat> oh, Father God, by your Holy Spirit, please give me understanding of your word. Open my understanding of your word in Jesus' name. Then I read. <clears throat> when you do that, he opens your understanding so that you not, you, you, you not try to force scripture. Hey, there are some people who can force scripture to say what scripture doesn't say. Let's assume I say I, can, I want to marry two, two wives. <clears throat> I'm just using... Uh, you find people who force the scripture. You, I can say I want to. What are some of the crazy things? I, I can say I, you need to, I mean, you drink alcohol. I can force the scriptures to say that I should drink alcohol. <clears throat> Whatever you and I want, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't mean that, you see, force the scriptures doesn't mean that's what the scriptures are saying. But there are many people who try to, just look for the verse. Just have your quiet time. Or just read the Bible. You'll find a scripture for what you're looking for. Don't force the scriptures. Don't force. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Some people force the scriptures. They, they are trying to trust God for something, and they force the scriptures to say what the scriptures are not saying. <clears throat> look at Isaiah 54, 17. Oh, time is up. Okay. <clears throat> Am I preaching to somebody? No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and there are righteousnesses of me, saith the Lord. Many of us and many Christians, we should learn how to rightly divide the word of truth. What I mean by that is, if there's a weapon that is coming against me and I'm serving God, I'll say, it's impossible. God, your word says it in Isaiah 54, 17. It's impossible for this to affect me. I'm going to relax. It cannot affect me because your word cannot be broken because I'm a servant of yours. <clears throat> now, for the Christians who are watching who are not servants of God, no problem. When something is coming, sort yourself out as a, a servant of God. Then you say that I'm now a servant of God. This cannot affect me. It's impossible to affect me. Whatever is coming my way, zero percent chance. Let me rest. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. So, so but, but some people will take this and run with it. Or Romans 8.28.
I'll, I'll, I'll just touch this and then we'll continue next week, God willing, before I go into <clears throat> the next. And we know. Oh, glory. And we know. Can someone say, and we know? And do, let's know that all things, all things means good, the bad, the ugly, work together for good. Now, what are the conditions? Most of the Bible has conditions. It's amazing. Look, when you read the Bible, most of the promises have conditions. So me, I'm just trying to look what are the conditions. I want to meet them. Because if I meet them, I'll get them. What are the conditions for mercy? I look for it. What are the conditions for faith, favor? I look for it. What are the conditions for all things working together for my good, no matter what it is? Number one, I must love God. <clears throat> Number two, I must be a servant of God. I must be one of the called ones. And many are called. Everyone can be called. It doesn't mean you are called to be a pastor or to be, no, no, no. But you are just called to serve God in whatever capacity. So these are the two conditions. Now, the one that gets people, as for the, the called, that one, we all know. But the one that gets people I want to talk about is the love God. Not talk about, but just touch on since we are out of time. Now go to Matthew 22, 34. <clears throat> no, yeah. Or, or, yes, Matthew 22, 34. And then after that, I'll read Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5 quickly. And then we'll con conclude and continue next week, God willing. <clears throat> but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. And one of them, being a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? How can you move from 34 to 33? <clears throat> Master, which is the great commandment of the law? Then Jesus answered, saith unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So I'll repeat it again. Jesus answered them, which is the first and greatest commandment? Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. King James, please. With all thy heart. With all thy what? Heart. With all thy what? Soul. With all thy what? Mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang or support all the law and the prophets. Now Jesus was asked which of the commandments is the greatest commandment. Which is the greatest? Which is the greatest? Then Jesus gave the greatest and then gave the second. Now, I'll just touch on the greatest. Where did he quote from? Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. So when we say all things work together for good to them who love God, what does it mean when you say love God? That's what we are talking about. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Or the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Meaning that you can't say that God the Father is separate. God the Son is separate. God the Holy Spirit is separate. Why? Because of Deuteronomy 6.4. Deuteronomy 6.4 is what makes everyone know without a doubt that we have only one God. Not three gods. One God in three persons. Deuteronomy 6.4. Then 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart 
and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Now, when there's an end, if I say A and B and C, is it the same as A or B or C? A and B and C. A or B or C. Now, let's take A or B or C. If you have A or B or C, if A is out, can you still have B or C? Will it work? It will work. Because A or B or C, any of them will work. If one or two are taken out, I can use one. A and B and C, if I take A out, can it work? It can't. Because you need A and B and C. Now, to love God, you need to love him with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. You cannot love him with all your heart, all your soul, and not all your might. It's not possible. <clears throat> I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. It's not possible. You have to love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. What does it mean? It means that you and I should... How do you love him with all your heart? People can argue it out. How can you love him with all your soul? Yes, we can love him with all your soul. How can you love him with all your might? You must be tied for him. You must be tied for Christ. If you are not tied for Christ, what does it mean to love him with all your might? What does it mean? With all your strength. The Bible says, Jacob, glory to God. We're talking about Jacob and Rachel. The Bible says that, and Jacob served his uncle Laban for seven years. Because of the love he had for Rachel. So Jacob was chasing after Laban's daughter. Laban tricked him. So he married Leah and said, I want, this is the one I wanted. You tricked me. I want her. Serve me for seven years. The Bible says that Jacob served his uncle Laban for seven years. And seven years seemed like a few days because of the love he had for Rachel. Who glory to God. If you love God, anything you do for God will be small. No matter how tired you are, no matter how tired you are, it will be small. That's why from time to time I, I do a reality check. Am I tired for God? Do I get tired for God? If I don't get tired for God, then I have to revisit whether I love him with all my might. Because if I love him with all my heart, I love him with all my soul, and I don't love him with all my might, it doesn't count. Because of the end. Therefore, Romans chapter 8 verse 28 for, all we, for we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their might, and to them who are the called, according to his purpose. <clears throat> Let's love God. Let's find ways to show our love for him with all our hearts. With all our mind, our intelligence, <clears throat> using our intelligence for God, using our intelligence to learn about God, to, to think about ways to improve the things of God, and then love him with all our might, whether it's prayer, whether it's serving him, whether it's evangelism, whatever it is, helping the poor, helping someone, there must be tiredness for God because our strength must be used to prove our love for God. I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. We'll continue, God willing, next week. Loving God. Hallelujah. That's the greatest. That's the greatest. <clears throat> so let's be people of prayer. Let's pray. God said, if my people who are called by my name 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. If my people, oh, if only they would humble themselves and pray. If they would just seek my face. If my people who are called by my name would only just humble themselves and pray to me and seek my face, I will be able to hear. I will just hear. Let's just speak to God and ask him to give us the hearts of prayer. The hearts to pray. The hearts that will be prayerful hearts. Yes, Jesus. Make me a man of prayer. Make me a woman of prayer. Ask him to make you a woman of prayer. Ask him to make you a man of prayer. Oh, yes, Jesus. Oh, make me a man of prayer, Jesus. I want to be a person who prays. I just want to be a person who prays. Give me the grace to pray. I want to pray. Help me to pray to you. I want to just know how to pray. I want to love to pray to you. I want to pray. Jesus, make me pray. Make me love you. Make me seek you. Jesus.
to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know that you are far away from God. But you want the love of God. You 
you want the peace of God, you want the new birth experience, then I want you to raise your hands where you are. And I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And that your blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead, Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Please come into my life, Lord Jesus. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have surrendered their lives to you. Keep them, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Offering time. Offering time. Blessing time. Amen. If you have your tithe, your first and best, God honest tithe, which is 10% of our increase to be given to the Lord. So let's give our tithe to the Lord. If you have your tithe, you can raise your hands and I'll pray, share a word of prayer with you. Father God, bless our tithe in the name of Jesus. Bless us because we are paying our tithe and your word promises that you open the windows of heaven. And you pour our blessings so much that we will not have enough room to receive or contain them. And you rebuke the devourer for our sakes. We are standing on your word and we are paying our tithe. And know that your word will be established in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your offering, you can raise your offering. Father God, bless our offering. Use our offering to establish your kingdom and to do great things for your kingdom. Bless our offering, multiply our offering, so that we will have more to give to support your work. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the waters, he restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Raise me lie down In green pastures He leads me beside the waters He restores my soul I'm in love I'm in love With my Jesus With my
God bless you all. God bless those online viewers. God keep you. God preserve you. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Amen. Now though